Get ready, you're about to enter the supernatural zone. Get ready, a word is coming for you. It's prophetic, it's inspirational, it's life-changing on living the supernatural life, living the Christ life. And now, here's your host, Shadi Akinbi. Hello dear. Thank you so much for joining me today again for another time in the Word of God together. I pray that today as you listen to the Word, you are going to be blessed. I pray that the power of God will come in your life, that you're going to be transformed. And that whatever circumstances you have in your life that looks like impossible or wherever there is situation that you feel that it's over, it's hopeless. I pray that the power of God will come into that situation today and bring a change. I pray that you will be transformed today as you listen to this word today. The word of God has power to change us. And I pray you'll be transformed today under the power of his word. Praise God. Amen. Yes, today I want to talk to you about why Jesus came and the life God wants us to live. You know, we are very much in that season now, the season of Easter. And it's that time of the year that when we reflect on Jesus and what he did at the cross. And uh, oftentimes we don't get the message. Many people often don't get what Easter is really about. So today I want to take time to just, just share briefly why Jesus came and why God wants us to live in the power of resurrection. To talk about living and walking in the power of resurrection, that is powerful. Just imagine what it is like to live in the power of God. Imagine what that kind of life will mean. What, what, what will be evident in a, kind, in a life like that. And what comes to my mind when I think about that actually is 1 Corinthians chapter 2 where the word says that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. This kind of life, this kind of powerful life, the Bible tells us that, you know, it, it can't, there is beyond the wisdom of man. It is beyond the knowledge of man. It is beyond this world. It is not something that you can bring it into effect by the power of man. It's beyond the wisdom of man. In fact, it's a mystery that it's the Holy Spirit that can bring that kind of life, that can bring that power of life, that can bring that kind of life, the power of God to be evident and to become reality in the natural realm that you can see. That is the, the Holy Spirit that will do that. And you know, the Holy Spirit is the one is the one who has created all that we can see. Look at all that we can see. When you look at what, what we see in the world today, out of chaos, the Holy Spirit brought life. The Bible tells us in Genesis that in the beginning that the earth was void, it was dark, it was empty, but the Holy Spirit was present. And as a result, when God spoke what he wanted, the Holy Spirit brought into existence the creation that we have that we can see out of something that was obscure something that was dark something that was hopeless something that was gloom and i just want to say to you today as well that you know it doesn't matter where you are right now it doesn't matter what what report that is your circumstances 
is saying in the natural. It doesn't matter whether they have given you up. The doctors have given you up and said, and say that your case, there is no way, is hopeless. It doesn't matter what the circumstances in your family situation is. It doesn't matter what the state of your financial statement is. It does not matter. It might look dead. It might look void. It might look dark. But today, as you listen to this word, let the Holy Spirit come and breathe life into you. Into you. The same Holy Spirit that brought creation into existence out of nothing when it was bad, when it was void, when it was dark, it brought a beautiful order. God will bring order in your life today, my friend. I, I believe that God wants to bring order. God wants to bring life to you today. God wants to bring hope to your hopeless situation. So as this word is coming, I want to encourage you, embrace what God is doing. Embrace the Holy Spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit to minister. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart and receive the word as it comes today in Jesus' name. What does it mean to live in the power of resurrection? I mean, I've just been saying what this kind of life is. It's a life beyond all things. It's a life beyond what this realm is. It's a supernatural life. It's a spiritual life. It's greater than death. It's greater than what hopelessness, whatever that looks impossible. This life is greater. It's the life of God. And Jesus modeled the perfect example of what it is to live this kind of life. He walked in this kind of power. He lived and walked in the power of what a resurrected life is. The Bible tells us in John chapter 3, 34, that Jesus lived the life of the Holy Spirit without measure. There was no, no boundary. God gave him the gift of the Spirit without measure. God gave him generously, boundlessly. God supplied him with his power. So he was able to, to live a completely purposeful and victorious life. Jesus lived this powerful life in abundance. He lived a completely fearless life. He lived beyond all the natural forces and the elements of this world. He was able to walk on the water. That is something that is beyond the natural. He was able to walk through a crowd of haters that wanted to kill him. He was able to walk in the midst of his enemy and he, was, he became invisible to them. The Bible says in John chapter 4, that, uh, verse 29, that they wanted to mob him. They, they hated him so much, they wanted to force him over the edge of the cliff and to just throw him off. But because it was not yet his time to die, he passed right through them and he went on doing his own business. Just imagine, no, no enemy could defeat him. That is what God wants to do in your life. No enemy, no work of Satan, no, no, no plots, no assignment of the enemy can prevail over your life when you live in this power. He had power over, over the, even the weather. Nothing was able to steal his joy. He had peace in abundance. His joy was in abundance. He met every need in abundance by miracles, by supernatural supplies. He fed thousands and thousands of people miraculously there was physical healing the blind saw the deaf heard the mute talk the demonic were delivered from oppression 
he raised the dead back to life. And even he was raised back to life, just as he told his disciples it was going to be. And it was just like what he told them. He told them that no one could take his life from him. He said, I sacrifice it voluntarily for I have the authority to lay it down when I want to and also to take it up for this is what my father has commanded. That is in John chapter 10 verse 17. He gave his life willingly. He lived a life that there was no power that could prevail against him. In fact, death could not even take his life. After he voluntarily laid his life down to die for, for sin, Jesus had to give up his spirit voluntarily because death could not even take his life. This is the life he had. This is this, the, the life of God. The Bible says that Jesus had to give up his spirit himself. In John chapter 19 verse 30 says, When Jesus had tasted it, that means when he, after he has tasted his soul wine, he said it is finished. Then he bowed his head and he gave up his spirit. He gave up his spirit voluntarily. Death could not take his spirit. Wow. And this is the life God wants us to live, my friend. This was the life that we had in the beginning. In the beginning, in creation, this was the life that God gave us, the life of God. But as soon as Adam and Eve sinned, man became separated from God and death began. The spiritual virus of death came into the DNA of humanity forever. And this same virus of death penetrated the whole of creation. The whole of creation became corrupted. Spiritual death separated us from God. Sin separated us from the life of God. It separated us from eternal life of God. It separated us from the Zoe life of God. Romans chapter 3 verse 23 tells us that for everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glory. And the wages of sin is death. That's what happened because of sin. We became separated from the life of God. And now, that is why Jesus came. And I want you to just listen to this. this. I want you to take hold of this. Even if you don't get the whole of this message, but don't, uh, don't, don't ever forget this. Jesus came, yes, he did all wonderful things. He preached the message of God. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He did all of these things. They were great. But you know, the reason Jesus came to earth, the primary purpose why he came, he came was to give us life. Because death had come, we had lost life. He came to give us life. Listen to what John chapter 3 verse 16 says. For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life that's why he came to give us life that word eternal life the greek translation for that word is zoe the god kind life eternal life does not mean dying as a believer in jesus christ and going to heaven most of the time we take it we assume that when we give our life to christ as born again believers we will die and then when we go to heaven we will live eternally it's not just the life in heaven. 
I mean, thank God for the life in heaven. It's great. That is the most important thing. Making heaven is the most important thing. There is nothing in this world that is more important than making heaven. But having said that, Jesus did not only come so that we can live eternally in heaven, so that we can just go to heaven. This, this eternal life is a life for every day. It's a life for now. Because it's the life of God. This is the life that we had in the beginning, in Genesis, when we lost it because of sin through Adam and Eve. This is the life that God, God wants us to have. This is why Jesus came to give us this life. Jesus said in John chapter 10 verse 10 that the thief's purpose is to steal, to kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. The Amplified says, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. This is the life that we lost. This In the beginning, there was peace. There was no pain. There was no broken heart. There was no, no lack. There was no sickness. There was no diseases, no death, no pain, no crying. There was none of this in the beginning before sin came. But because of sin, we lost that. Death came and brought the curse. All that we are seeing today, the, the brokenness, the war, the strife, the anger, the hatred, all of these things that we're seeing in our world today, it's because of sin. It was not like that before. And then when sin came, everything began to, it affected everything. It, it just, it did not only affect mankind, it affected the whole of creation. Even though Adam and Eve, they lived for hundreds of years, but then death had already come in. There was not supposed to be death. They were gradually dying off because they were separated from the life of God. And that's what, why Jesus came, to give us that life of God. When Jesus lived on the earth, he lived the abundant life. The same life God has in heaven, the same peace of God in heaven, the same joy, the same power, every bit of God is in this eternal life. Just as it was in the beginning, it is. It is the same life that Jesus came to give us. It's a total, complete, nothing missing, nothing broken life. And now this is what we have as born again believers. This is now what we have. We, this is what we have now. We have this life, abundant life. This is the life of Christ in us. This is the life that the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17 that we have as a new creation. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17 says that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The whole life has gone. A new life has begun. This is the life that we now have. Thank God for the new creation. But you know, it cost Jesus everything. This new creation cost Jesus everything. On the cross, Jesus made an exchange with the entire human race. You know, that's what happened on that cross. Effectively, there was a transaction on the cross. And in this transaction, instead of us paying, we didn't pay. Jesus paid all the costs. He paid all the price. He carried all the burden. On the cross, Jesus bore your sin, my sin, the sins of the whole world, the entire human race. Jesus took that. 
It took that Adamic nature of sin that we inherited from Adam in the fall. He paid the judgment required by God for sin. The Bible declares that the soul that sin shall die. That's what happened. He took that punishment on himself. He died our debt. That's why Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5 to 6 says, listen to this. But he was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He took the sins of us all. It was our death that he died. It was our, for our whole rebellion that he was punished. It cost him everything. And in exchange for that, in exchange for taking our sin upon himself, he gave us his abundant life. He gave us his life. I personally cannot read John chapter 10 verse 10 enough. John ch chapter 10 verse 10 really says this so well. Jesus said in John chapter 10 verse 10 that the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and a satisfying life. The thief is the devil. The devil is the one that wants to steal. He steals. That's what he did in the beginning. The devil was the one who stole life from Adam and Eve in the garden. Through deception, he stole dominion. He stole the authority that God had given to man. The devil was able to ravage the entire human race. That is his devil's purpose, to steal. He wants to steal your peace. He wants to steal your joy. He wants to steal your life. This is what he does. He steals. He wants to lead so many people into hell as well. That's how he destroys. There are many people right now who are following the devil's lead, walking in sin, living in sin, rejecting to receive salvation from God. And they are heading to hell if they don't repent. And that's what, that's what the devil wants to do. He wants to destroy their lives in hell. But Jesus came so that we can have life. And to have a satisfying life. A good life. A life that is sickness free. A life that has peace. The devil came in the garden to steal. But Jesus came to give life. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 21 says, Just as death came into the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man. That is Christ. Jesus came to give us life. The devil came in the garden to steal life. But Jesus returned. God sent his son to give us life. And my friend, this is to say how much God loves you. This is God demonstrating his great love towards you and myself. That when we deserve to be counted out, when we deserve to be separated, God made a way for us to be able to come to him through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. This is mercy. This is the love of God. Listen to this verse in Ephesians chapter 2. 
Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 to 7. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. Just listen to that. Now, God has taken us as believers in Christ Jesus. We are seated with Christ in the heavenly places. My friend, that is the true room of God. We are seated at God's right hand. The right hand speaks of favor. We are now favored by God. We are now joined here with Christ. We are now ruling and reigning with Christ. This is what God has done for us. He has taken us from death to life and positioned us with his son as joined here. Everything God has belongs to us. That is awesome. That is pure kindness, mercy, grace. Not because we any, because of anything that we did. We didn't deserve it. But God just demonstrated his love to us. And that's the love that God wants to show you. My friend, that's the, that's the mercy of God towards you today. That's the mercy he wants you to receive. Praise God. Verse 7 says, I'm continuing to read Ephesians chapter 2. Now I'm reading verse 7. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us and shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. God wants your life to indicate his power. God wants your life to be a testimony of his love. That's what God wants to do. God, God is not wanting to make your life miserable. God is not the one who is wanting you to suffer, who wants you to, to, to live in sickness, to live in poverty, to, to be stressed out. It's not. I just read now. God wants your life to indicate his glory. God wants to, you to be a pointer, showing people his mercy. This is awesome. What Christ has done for us. It's beyond what we can imagine. It's beyond the understanding, the wisdom of man. This is the power of God. This is the love of God. Praise God. I'm going to have to stop here today because of time. There's so much we can go into when we're talking about living in the resurrection power, living the, the life of Christ. There's so much we can get into, but I'm just going to stop here today. Maybe another time i'll be able to go a bit further but i'll just leave it for now because today i've been able to uh, share with you mainly the main point that i believe the lord laid on my heart to share with you which is to really reflect on why jesus came and to share this because some some people are still not they still really do not understand the real meaning of easter so I have tried to just share that today. And if you are one of those people, I believe that today this world will bless you as you. You take it and you receive that and take that word because this is the life that God wants you to live. 
the life that Jesus lived. That is what Easter is about. Receiving the resurrected life of Christ and to live that life. Like I said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, says, If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and there is now a new life. There is a new life. And in closing, I want to ask you, my friend, you have been listening. Let me ask you. Ask yourself, do you have this new life? Stop and ask yourself that question. Do I have this new life? Because this is the life that God wants you to have. Without this life, you cannot come to God. Without this life, God cannot even hear your prayer because God does not hear the prayers of a sinner because sin separates us from God. And that is why you need to receive the life of Christ. That is why you need forgiveness. And all you need to do, if you want this new life, all you need to do is to ask. It's not something that you can do or you can earn yourself. It's a gift from God. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says, God saved you by his grace when you believe. That is how God saves us. All you need is to believe that what God has done through Jesus Christ. Believe that Jesus has died, has paid the price and has died for your sin. And now you can receive that gift of eternal life, the life of Christ by faith. You cannot take credit for it. You cannot earn it. You just have to receive it. If you want to receive that life now, I just want you to say this prayer after me. Just repeat this prayer after me now. Father God, I thank you for sending Jesus Christ, your holy son, to die for my sins. Forgive me of all my sins. Wash me with the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus, I receive your gift of eternal life. I ask to be born again. Thank you, Father, that I have your Holy Spirit to help me to live the life of Christ every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. If you praise that prayer, the whole of heaven is rejoicing with you. You'll never be the same. I just want to encourage you to keep walking with the Lord by spending time in your word, reading the word, praying, and be part, becoming part of a Bible-believing church where you can grow. And you can, if you have any question, please send us email. I, I would love to, you know, respond to whatever question you have, however you, we can help. Please let us know. Praise God. And now, I want to pray for your specific need. If you have any specific need that you want to bring before the Lord, I want to set myself in agreement and believe God for you because God is always willing. That's why he sent his son to die on the cross so that we don't have to carry any of this pain anymore. He wants us to have his peace. So whatever the situation that you need the Lord to intervene, whatever is distress, whatever, whether it is a sickness in your body, whether it is a family matter, whether it's emotional problem, whatever it is that it's that need right now. Maybe you need financial provision. 
you need a it's an urgent provision that you need something for financially god is able i just want you to encourage i just want you to be encouraged and to trust god as we're going to pray now and i just want you to release your faith to god by just bringing that matter give that trouble give that problem to jesus give it give it to him because he already took it on the cross so you just need to take it to the cross leave it at the cross that's where it belongs Listen, as I'm going to read this now and I'm going to pray. And as I'm reading this, I want you to be, I want you to release your faith and mention that thing and say, Jesus, I give you this sickness. I receive your healing. I give you my family trouble and I receive your peace. I give you this need. I receive your provision. Whatever it is, just mention it as a point of faith. Just release it and receive the peace of God. Receive the power of God in your life. Expect God to intervene in that situation. Listen to this. I'm going to read it again and then I'm going to pray. Isaiah chapter 53 verses 5 and 6. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to pray now. We're going to thank God for what he has done for us by giving us his life. Um, we're going to trust everything into his hands and believe him for his power. Believe him for his provision. Believe him to intervene in that situation. Father, I just thank you today for your word. Thank you, Father, for this season that we remember what you have done for us, that you sent your son to the cross to die for us, to take our sin, to be judged, to take our sickness, to take everything, every pain, every anxiety, every disease. He took everything, all our brokenness upon himself, on the cross and he went to hell so that we don't have to be separated from you again thank you lord and father today i just present everybody under the sound of my voice who has received this word today and is making connection right now lord we present that need father i bring that need with them to the foot of the cross where it belongs we leave it at the cross right now. And Father, I pray that your hand will come upon them. Lord, set your hand upon that one. Set your hand to move in that situation. Set your hand to bring healing in that body. Set your hand to bring transformation. Set your hand to bring a turnaround in that situation. Father, I pray that that situation that is gone out of hand right now, now this person is bringing it to you and saying, God, I can't do it anymore. I have tried and I have failed. And now, God, you can turn it around. Father, I pray that you will turn it around. I pray that your mercy will speak. That's one right now who's carrying the guilt and the shame of the past. The Lord says, leave it at the cross and receive that new life. Receive forgiveness of sin. That's why Jesus died on the cross. Turn from it and begin to live the new life. God wants to give you a fresh start, a new beginning. Just receive it by faith. Father, I thank you that you're making a way for that, that men have said there is no way. 
They have said to you, it is finished for you. They have told you, it is finished. There is no way for you. And you have already settled into that. And you are already making a move in that direction. The Lord says, don't give in to defeat. Believe God for a turnaround. Believe God for a miracle in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done for us. Thank you, Lord, for testimonies. Thank you, Lord, for turning around situation. Thank you for healing. Thank you for provision. Thank you for your power that is moving. We bless you and we glorify your name. We ask for all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for joining me again today. I pray that you have been blessed. And until next time again, the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you. Thank you. Bye-bye.